Hey guys, this is Phil, the Phaeologist, and welcome to Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. I'm doing this episode in my car, actually, so pardon the lack of quality if, if it does appear to be uh, lacking in the first place. I have a pretty busy schedule this week, I'm doing surgery rotations right now, and so I just wanted to get some quick thoughts out there on our latest GHB character with Yam, Jam, Jamke. Jamke. <laughs> Um, and I think the biggest question that I want to address is whether he is worth five-starring to. Uh, in addition to who you might, if you don't choose to use him as a character, if you wanted to fodder him off, especially for Heavy Blade or for even for Slain Bow as well, um, then I wanted to address that as well. But first of all, just want to let you guys know about uh, what I got in the simulator as well. Of course, I don't have a laptop with me right now, but... I'll get some general statistics out for you uh, in regards to how well he did in the simulator. So I, I think that just cutting to the chase, I think the biggest thing that we want to talk about here with JamK was uh, his offensive spread with 36 attack and 32 speed. So yes, he is the highest uh, attacking archer in the game right now, and so obviously he's very comparable to some of the top archers in the game. Uh, Bridal Cordelia, for example, has an attack of 35, but also has a speed of 35. Uh, Brave Lynn, for example, uh, 32 attack, neutral, neutral IVs, of course, and 35 speed. It's either 32 or 33 attack. Uh, what I feel like and what I kind of find in the simulator is that while good, you know, the higher attack... Uh, looks pretty good on Jamcave. The the speed deficit that he suffers in comparison to Bridal Cordelia and even Brave Lynn uh, kind of hurt him. Kind of hurt him there, especially if you use if you're considering the fact that you might use him with Brave Bow, which does have that speed penalty, right? And so, uh, for the opportunity to quad, I think that is one of the biggest uh, assets that both Brave Lynn and Bridal Cordelia have as archers, and so uh, I mean, looking at the the simulations first of all, uh, when I put Jamke up with a Brave Bow and, and like Life and Death as well, Swordbreaker, uh, he did pretty well. He got about around the fifty to sixty percent average. I didn't look into many uh, specific matchups. But I will tell you that he did suffer against a lot of the higher defense armor units that are more popular in the arena right now. While he did uh, he did well against pretty much everyone else, but it, he did suffer against those guys. Uh, Hector was one that I saw a lot that he lost to Zelgius as well. Uh, he also had some trouble with some of the dragons like Naui. And so, you know, kind of going to that standard... Uh, Brave Bow set, even with Life and Death. I even tried out Death Blow 4, and he did get a few more KOs as well, but he still struggled, just because a lot of the more popular units in the game have that high defense, and it just goes back to how, um, uh, you know, it's hard for archers, especially colorless archers, to have much of a presence in the game unless, I feel, they can quad or double with their speed. And so, you know, uh, considering his really high attack, I think the aspect of him having low speed kind of hurts him a little bit and hurts his chances to get some more attacks in 
and still be effective. Now, uh, trying him out with a uh, fire sweep bow, he did get up to 70% of the KOs there, which is pretty nice, and I think that that could be the way to go if you want to be selfish with him and really go for attack uh, and KOs, strict, you know, strict KOs as far as his um, uh, producti productivity in the game. But going back to my main question, if, if, if it is worth five-starring him, I think it depends on where you are in the game. I think if you do have Brave Lynn or Bridal Cordelia, I think you're getting pretty much the most out of an archer that you can at this point of the game. And so upgrading Jamke to that status probably won't add too much to your barracks if you do so. Now, if you don't have Brave Lynn or Bridal Cordelia, then I think he might be worth having around, especially as a tech option if you, go, if you are going up against a lot of flyers. For example, if you have the Valter GHP, GHB uh, battle that is reoccurring, uh, you could get a lot of help there with an archer. I know that I used Takumi myself. And, I mean, everyone gets... If you're newer to the game, uh, as of a couple months, you, we know that you do get uh, a free Takumi anyway. And so I, I would say he's uh, pretty good. Um, I would say Jamke is... Definitely he's stronger than Takumi as far as offensive spread is concerned. So you might want to upgrade him anyway, even if you have that free Takumi. But, um, yeah, so I think that in those situations it might be good to have an archer and Jamke is a uh, yeah the highest attacking archer in the game right now and so it if you don't have any of the archers that I previously mentioned that are top tier uh Bridal Cordelia even Halloween Jacob too I he serves a different role for sure uh more of an enemy phase type of player whereas um Jamke should be used in the player phase uh to get the most out of him but uh, if you don't have Halloween Jacob, Brave Lynn, or Bridal Cordelia, and you're really looking for an archer, then it, it probably is worth upgrading Jamk4. Uh, unless you want to, you know, um, summon for Brave Lynn right now. <laughs> anyway, um, as far as foddering him off, I, of course, if you're looking to fodder off Heavy Blade, which is the first um, free... Uh, I guess, uh, situation that we've had with Heavy Blade. Uh, he's, it, it is available on Ike, of course, um, but this is the first time that we've had it f with a free character. And so I think that, of course, you want to put it on really high attacking units, and for an example, I do want to bring up Effie as a good example. Now, I know a lot of people put Distant Counter on Effie, not only for the, um, the purposes of being able to tank in the enemy phase, um, especially with her really good mixed bulk, but for arena scoring purposes as well, it makes sense to have DC on her to get those extra points. However, if you're looking for someone that could perform pretty well in the in the metagame right now, especially up against uh, less and less ranged units and more and more melee units, then perhaps Heavy Blade, along with something like Brave Lance on Effie, I think is a pretty interesting combination to use. Uh, you could, you know, slap on whatever uh, special you'd like. Maybe Ignis, uh, maybe Ether as well. Moonbow, if you want to get some really quick output there. I don't know, but Effie's attack is so high anyway, um, and she probably is able to KO a lot of units, if not all, with a really, 
you know, with a short acting special like Moonbow and two attacks, it might be good enough to, you know, get those KOs that you're looking for. But, um, but that's an interesting thought. And I think any unit that you might have that has really high attack, uh, and a flexible A slot, um, oops, might be, uh, might be the way to go for, for heavy blade. Uh, I just wanted to mention that one example at first. Uh, as far as cancel affinity, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It's not really that uh, big of a skill right now to inherit in the B slot. So, you know, maybe if you would want to keep it around just in case. But um, uh, other than that, I think uh, Slain Bow, if you wanted to use that on some units. Uh, uh, I can't think of any uh, archer right now. Of course, you want to use Fire Sweet Bow and uh, Brave Bow usually on these on these units. And so, maybe in the future, if Slain Bow becomes more of a thing, uh, you might want to keep that around, and you can keep it around in the combat manual. Um, maybe that's the way to go. So, I, I think for fodder right now, I think Heavy Blade is probably the most precious to use. And uh, yeah, that's probably the way to go. So anyway, I just wanted to make mention uh, my thoughts on JamK as far as a unit is concerned, whether to f upgrade them to 5-star or not, as well as uh, let you know my thoughts on fodder as well. Um, so thank you for listening to this quick episode. If you want to reach me, do so at theology at gmail.com, uh, grepstein at grepsteinfeh at gmail.com, or at our subreddit at r slash theology. And with that, I'll end it there, and please schedule an appointment, whether it's a large or small appointment, uh, with your Theologist soon. Take care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Theology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Phil, and I'll be your Theologist today, and joining me is our Chief Resident, Grepstein. How are you doing today, Greps? I am doing real well, Phil. How are you doing today? I'm doing well as well. Um, it's great to be here with you and to dive into the roadmap uh, today as what we're going to talk about and kind of tease out the banners that we have upcoming, uh, the events and things like that, throw out some speculation as well if, uh, if need be, and just get hyped for the end of August and beginning of September. So excited to have that discussion with you. Yeah, and I am as well. Did you happen to notice the uh, the trivia questions, the phase summer trivia question that started today? I did. Um, that was. I think that's a pretty cool idea. I think it's. I mean, it's of course it's nice to get some extra orbs and feathers and things like that. But I think it's great to kind of bring the community together, all of us kind of you know combining into one answer to see if we get it right. And I thought today's question was pretty interesting. Like, I, I think I viewed that YouTube clip like five times trying to count the the ice pillars going into that ball of flame, you know. And I don't know. I, I think I got the count wrong. I, I didn't count. I think there was more than 17, but less than 27. Is that what you got? Yeah, I was like, I was doing the same thing. I was pausing it and like really counting it as well as I could. And I also got something like 24 or something like that. But I was like, oh, there might be like some coming in from the side also. And so just as a sneak preview for question number two uh, for phase summer trivia challenge, you have to go back into our episode from yesterday, the uh, banner review episode for the dancers. And how many times did Greps say the word I on the podcast? You have to count how many times he did that <laughs> and make sure to listen very slowly and very carefully. 
Um, <laughs> of course, I'm joking, but um, that's like the intensity of that first question really threw me for a loop. And it was so much harder than the questions that we got a couple months ago, the, uh, the tweet questions that weren't even translated into English. <laughs> right. Yeah, those were a ton easier than the ones that we're getting now. I was just going to say that if you do count up the number of eyes, you get a pat on the back and maybe an upvote if you do post it to our subreddit. <laughs> and so I'm sorry we can't give you any orbs for that, but but uh, congrats if you do that. Yeah, so. maybe spend your time <laughs> doing something else instead. Maybe just listen to what we're saying in the episode instead if uh, rather than count number of eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, so before we get into the actual roadmap, I was wondering if you'd like to discuss uh, some of the recent changes that we've seen in the game and our first impressions of them, uh, specifically with the arena, uh, the new Tempest Trials that just started, as well as uh, looking back to the Grand Conquest's uh, changes that we saw uh, most recently. So do you have any thoughts on those modes? Yeah, why don't, how about we each go, like, in order, we'll start with the arena changes, and then we'll talk about Tempest Trials, and then about uh, Grand Conquests, and so I'll, yeah. I'll answer my thoughts about the arena, and then you can go about it, and we'll just kind of go back and forth like that, if that sounds good. Sure, let's do it. So for the arena changes, uh, have you had a chance to play the, the new arena since the reset on Tuesday? I have, and uh, yeah, it's for me at least, it's been like really hard to get in the mindset of having to get some KOs with my bonus unit, you know, because I'm just using Alphonse right now. And so it's it's been kind of a challenge for me, and I know that my score range has dropped a little bit because I'm using Alphonse, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a challenge. It's definitely different for me. Uh, what about you? So I found it to be a lot of fun, and I did a lot of planning in advance for this change, and I, I saved up some resources, so I, like if I needed to fodder off, like promote some units and fodder off different weapons or something like that, that I would be prepared for it. So I was pretty excited when the change came around. And so I was using Legendary Lucina and Legendary Lin with uh, with Male Grima and Harden as my, my like armor core to score highly in the arena. And so I, I spent some time like going through the arena calculator and figuring out what bonus unit could give me the highest possible score and tried to think about the skills that could help Lucina get as many kills as possible. So I, I kept finding the same team in the arena again and again. I was like seeking them out and they were a max scoring, max scoring team. And I kept being able to kill all of their units with legendary Lucina with, with uh, like just some planning and going through and softening up their enemies the, you know, as best as I could. And so I was actually able to achieve, achieve the max score in the arena for the first week, at least what I think is the max score right now. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so so I, I recommend ally support and summoner support as well. Those are the other two things. So important to being able to maximize your KO potential for your bonus unit. So just a couple of tips for you and for listeners out there. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I, I feel like um, it is worth, uh, like Wary Fighter, I think uh, one really good tip, especially for those newer players, is to invest into armor units because the way that Arena is scored now is based on... Uh, BST and you know SP points, of course. Uh, how much you spend for your skills, and and of course, armor units usually have the highest BST in the game. And so, 
Um, if you do invest into them, especially units like Draug or Sheena and Gwendolyn, who are readily available at three to four stars, then it's a lot easier to to merge them up to higher levels and to be able to go toe to toe with some uh, some of the other units that are a little bit more exclusive. And actually, uh, speaking on that, I, I do want to mention to everyone. Uh, Greps is famous now because <laughs> he is the sense the sensei slayer. Uh, Greps, do you want to tell us about that experience you had with with Acarus? Sure. So it was kind of a funny experience, but um, so I just went in and I was checking my arena defense wins and who popped up in my arena defense wins, but the famous YouTuber and, and Twitch streamer for Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, Acarus. And he, I know he has like a main account and a free-to-play account. And I think uh, most listeners should probably be familiar with his work. And I'm a fan and enjoy tuning into his Twitch streams or watching his YouTube clips later on. And I happened to notice that Acarus was one of my, my defense wins. And I was wondering if he happened to be on his stream live at the time that, uh, that he was playing my team. So I went into, you know, after the fact, I went into the Twitch stream and was searching to see if I could find when he was playing my team. And sure enough, it came up. Uh, it was the first team that he faced in his arena assault run. And it was on his main team. And I was, it was, it's really fun to watch your own team play. It's something that we don't get the benefit of doing in the game unless you have a really unique experience like this and you get to see someone streaming and playing your team somehow. So it was really fun to watch what my team did. And I was like cheering for them. Uh, and he was really surprised because he thought he he kind of had things under control. And, and my one of my armor units did a rally assist skill on another one that he wasn't expecting. And I was able to take out one of his units unexpectedly. So his reaction to that was priceless. It was really fun to watch his reaction of like first of surprise and then he just like had his hands over his head and he was just like probably a little embarrassed and ashamed and just kind of like disappointed and just right. like that, that mixture that we all feel when we lose in the arena and we just kind of feel stupid for maybe not calculating things right. And by the way, that is why I don't like enemy phase units because that sort of thing happens to me all the time where I think I've planned out something and then something like that surprises you. And I had Gale Force on a unit too. Mm -hmm. So it was a Gale Force uh, surprise and... Um, it was oh. it was funny to watch, but uh, I can imagine it wasn't yeah. too fun for him to sit through. <laughs> right, yeah. You, you sent me some uh, screenshots uh, of his reaction when your units were taking them out, and <laughs> definitely priceless. Uh, we we're gonna have to like post that somewhere or something just to let everyone know uh, that we have something really cool to say about ourselves here on Phaeology, That the chief resident Grepstein is the killer of senseis so <laughs> so congrats to you greps on your defense. yeah and i do just want to say again that i do really respect yeah. acaris and all of his stuff so um you know it's just it's fun when you can beat somebody famous like that and but you know even more so than that i want to say that watching my own team play was so much fun and it's something that we should really have as a feature in the game to be able to replay your defense wins at least if not your defense losses but at least your defense wins. it would be so much fun to see that for sure, like I, I know games like Clash of Clans or uh, Clash Royale, Royale, you can watch replays of your matches, or at least the matches of other people. 
And I think that'd be really a really nice feature for sure, just to not only have some fun, watch some matches, see how your team did well, but also if your team didn't do well for a certain week, how you could improve. And I think that kind of goes with my uh, some thoughts that I mentioned with YX a couple weeks ago as well. If they made defense a little bit more uh, lucrative as far as uh, the amount of rewards that you got for getting um, either a, a good, you know, a defense win or uh, a number of defense wins as well. Um, I, I think if they put some more incentive into that, I think that'll make, that would make the game a little bit more fun as far as uh, strategy is concerned, but that's just my opinion, and I'll just have to write that into intelligence systems and see if they do anything about it, but... <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. So, but before so, we move on from this, we've gotten a little off talking about some of the changes in the game. I, I wanted to hear just a co- I have a couple questions for you about your arena experience in the last couple days. Yeah. Do you have Alphonse refined or are you just using like the base Alphonse right now? Ooh. So I am using the base Alphonse, but a uh, great question because I have finished the script for my Asker Trio weapon refinery analysis and and uh, the results were actually pretty surprising and they have swayed me to not touch Alphonse yet. Hmm. Um, I, so I haven't ref, um, refined his weapon right now. Uh, so, yeah, he's just a base kit right now. And okay. I, I could definitely, yeah, I could definitely put some better skills on him, which I probably will do anyway. Um, but as far as his weapon's concerned, I might go with another. So, I'll, and I'll save that for my episode. Yeah, I look forward and, to that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, of course, it's 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 my opinion, and just you know, based on what I saw in the simulator and just kind of the the feedback that I got from that. I mean, if other people have built them in in certain ways and have refined it, I mean, it's not a bad refine, you know. First of all, and so I'm totally open to any comments on that. But you know, I'll throw out my opinion uh, in that episode, and that should come out in a couple of days or so. Okay, and we'll have to see. Uh, at the end of the week here, we'll have to see how we do in the arena. And if we like, if you're able to continue in, in the same trajectory that you've been in and like tier 19.5, or if things end up changing for you there with all of the changes in the game. Exactly. So well, time will tell. And uh, maybe maybe those few extra points of refinement uh, added to Alphonse's you know, base total is worth it, you know, rather than using another weapon. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see about that. And then, so what about the changes for the Tempest trials? We, uh, there's a couple changes that I think might be worth just touching on now. The first, I mean, we've already shown these changes in the arena or the uh, version update, but how, how have you been enjoying getting free copies of different units instead of seals? And two, what have you thought about having, uh, the boss maps from previous Tempest Trials as well as the music from those maps. What have you thought about that? Yeah, so I, I didn't really get into the data mine, and I'm sure that they had these maps available uh, for a couple days before we got into it. But uh, like I said, I didn't check it. And so when I started the Tempest Trials, I thought, wait, I've seen these maps before. And I thought, this is really cool to be able to play on the old uh, boss maps that we've had in the past uh, past years. So I thought that was really cool. Um and as far as the rewards are concerned, I think it's I think it's great that we're getting these units back. I mean, even some of them. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit more about that in the last episode where we talked about version two point eight. But um, you know, it's it's been nice, and I can see how people could be excited about it to be able to merge up or or use you know use them for fodder in in however way they they may use them to to at least have these characters and have another go at them. Um, if they, I, I think if the IS does this more often, then 
I think that would be wonderful because we could have access to more merges if needed or more fodder as well. And over time, you know, it might take a year or so, but over time we might be able to uh, have some really good units out there uh, on our team, especially for those who are free to play. And so, like, you know, I'm thinking of like Mask Marth and Black Knight. Uh, the more copies we get of them, I, I feel like it's a little bit easier for us free to play players to be able to at least have a chance to compete in the arena at higher levels. And of course, things can change. And of course, the bonus change makes things different as well. But yeah, I'm a fan of it. And I think it'd be cool if they alternated between that. Maybe not every two Tempest Trial, like not, you know, one Tempest Trial with just units versus, and then the next month uh, with seals or something like that. I think it'd be, uh, I think every once in a while, uh, it would be nice to get just characters again, uh, maybe every quarter or so, but so I yeah I've I've enjoyed the changes to Tempest Trials, but what are your thoughts? Uh, so the yeah the new units it's fun to get another copy and I agree with you if we're not going to get more than just this one it's kind of a letdown for me anyway but I I know for people who are newer in the game they might not have these units at all sack around for them especially, um, but yeah. as far as the mess and the music I've really been enjoying playing those maps it's it's been kind of nostalgic. Like it's only, the game's only been out for a year and a half, but it's been fun to be like, Oh, I remember when I was playing those maps and you know, like that was, that was a fun time. And I remember the units I was using for my bonus units and, uh, especially the Veronica's, uh, final map, that one, that Tempest trials for those of you that were playing the very first Tempest trials was so tough. Uh, and it's just unbelievable how much easier they've made Tempest trials since then in terms of getting more points and giving your units, uh, like your bonus units points and all of that has made it so much easier. But the first Tempest trials was so hard and yet so much fun too, because of how hard it was and content has gotten easier since then with getting extra merges for units, but also just all the boosts that they've give us as well. So those are my thoughts on the Tempest Trials. And then the last thing I thought we'd talk about is the changes to Grand Conquests. And there were two things that happened there that were a little bit just recently. Uh, the first was having the army uh, rank bonuses. And then the second notable change was having two different infernal modes. Uh, one of which, the harder of which, the enemy units would warp across the map and they'd be able to attack when they warp. So did you play at all on the, uh, on the Infernal maps or which difficulties did you play on? And how did you find the, uh, like how, how, did you, how did you do it as in the army rank? Uh, did you find that to be a fun addition to it? Yeah, I did actually. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of any free, you know, resources or items in the game. And so being able to get a couple of few feathers here and there was great. Um, I guess for my results, I... I, I guess it's the way that I went about it. I usually just uh, auto battle on uh, Lunatic. Sometimes I, I, I did a few maps on Infernal, both of them, and I thought that was fun. Um, and I, I probably should have uh, spent more time on those Infernal maps because I only got to about tier 22 or 23. Um, and of course, I, d I don't play it consistent, consistently enough to be able to use the free lances that I get. Uh, I, I just kind of go all in at once and uh, watch my my uh, uh, rank go up really fast. And I thought it was interesting, too, with the army ranking that I think I got, like, you know, 8th or 7th place in the first round. 
Um, but I climbed all the way to like tier 15 or something like that. And so I used a lot of lances there. And then I steadily, you know, crept up for the last two battles and got to like rank 40 or 50 or something like that. And so it wasn't too bad. Um, I feel like just for, you know, kind of going in and not really planning out your lances and just using them all at once, I still was able to get a, a decent rank and, and get some decent rewards from it. And so, yeah, I, I don't have any complaints um, about it. And I think it's nice that they bring back the second Infernal map to be able to have it as, you know, Grand Quest Conquests used to be with the warping and attacking enemies. And so, you know, that... For those who are looking for more of a challenge anyway, that's there if you want it and for some more points as well. So, so yeah, uh, no complaints here. Uh, what are your thoughts on GC? So I was really happy that they, they made that second Inferno mode. The first Inferno map, like, that was getting really tiring and boring for me. Like, it was, too, it was getting way too easy uh, with my merged units and with friends' merged units. It was just getting too easy. And I found Grand Conquest to be moving in the wrong direction until this most recent uh, run through a couple weeks ago. And the, the harder Infernal mode was a lot of fun. It required, like, again, the strategy that the game mode used to require. And um, it's challenging, but somebody put together a really nice guide on, uh, I can't remember if it was the R Fire Emblem Heroes subreddit or if it's the R Order of Heroes subreddit, but someone put together a really comprehensive guide on a lot of things that I probably would have gone through to uh, like tell people how to score as highly as possible. In, in terms of the army bonus, so you know, like rank one through three get the highest rewards for each round. And I, I wasn't sure how that was going to work out, but I ended up getting third place for all three uh, different rounds or battles, whatever they call them. And really, it's like third place is actually first place because it's. Third place still gets the same rewards as first, but they don't use as many uh, stamina lances. So it's like the most efficient use is to come in third, in my, in my opinion. So I would always, for each of the battles, I would try to check in once every eight hours to spend all my lances that were given for free. And then in the last couple hours, I as soon as like one of my last few lances expired, I would try to spend as many of my conquest lances as I needed to, to get into the top three. So that my, my strategy was to wait till the end. It, it's kind of like a silent auction because if you bid too fast and you're, you got your score up too high too soon, then you're the target for everybody to beat. And so you don't want to be too high up there. Otherwise, everybody might start spending their lances to bid higher than you, so to speak, and try to score above you. So I think my personal strategy was to try to wait to the last uh, couple battles to score as highly as possible to get above other people. So anyway, just a little tip for people out there that worked out pretty well for me. And the last thing I'll say about this before we can move on to our main content for today is that the third and final round is where people scored much higher than in the first two rounds in my outrealm at least and i imagine it was probably similar for other outrealms so that just says to me that more people are saving up their lances till the last round than spending them all in the first or second round so just a couple thoughts there to help people strategize a little bit and get as many feathers as possible cool so yeah don't don't be like me don't be the bumbling fool that puts all his lances out in the first battle. <laughs> but um, be more like Grepstein and make a follow-up pattern 
uh, follow follow his example, and you should get the most out of Grand Conquest that way. So thank you for sharing those thoughts and those tips. Um, I appreciate them, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. So let's do it. So yeah, we've we've talked a lot, a uh, lot of talk, lot to talk about in Heroes right now. I think um, I think it's I think things are getting a little bit more exciting than they had been uh, a couple weeks ago. But and uh, in addition to that hype, we do have our roadmap, and so let's let's talk about that. And I I know here in the script, uh, Greps, you put this together, and you kind of separated things into different categories. And so uh, we're going to talk about the banners first of all, and just kind of go through them in order, and talk about which units might be on these banners and which ones uh, both we think might be most likely to be featured on the banner as well as which one we would pull on uh, which characters we would pull for if they were featured on the banner so uh yeah so i'll turn it over to you greps and if you wanted to start us off with our first banner that's coming out uh tomorrow actually so yeah so this first banner it, that is on the roadmap uh that we haven't gotten yet is heroes with draconic aura and it's going to be released on august the 16th so some of you, if you're listening to this after the first day, you'll already know who the heroes on this banner will be. But so what we're going to do for each of these banners is we'll tell you who could possibly be on these banners, and then we'll go through and say who we think actually will. So for this first one, there are three possible red heroes, one blue, three green, and one colorless. And a lot of the time, intelligent systems will try to split it up so that there's uh, no heroes sharing a focus color. But that's not always the case. So for this first banner, I will say that the heroes that I think are going to be on this banner are Carla, Ares, and female Kana. So that's two red units and one green unit. And it might might be like a little bit of a hit against my prediction here because there's two red units and you might think it'd be more likely to have either female Corrin or Brave Lynn. But my thoughts are that Alm is going to be on a different banner. That's my prediction that Alm will be on a different banner that we're going to talk about later on in this episode. So I don't think they're going to feature him here as well. Dorcas has been on a banner. He's been on a couple banners in the last few months. I don't think we'll see him quite yet. Uh, female Corrin and Camilla have been heroes that have been out for a long time, and I don't think they would be big draws to pull on their color. And I think Brave Lynn is also going to be on a banner not too far down the road. And so Ares, I know some people might think that we wouldn't get a four-star hero on one of these skill banners, but we got that only a couple months ago with the Distant Counter, the Countering Skills banner where uh, three and four-star Noe showed up as a blue focus unit instead of five-star exclusive Harden, which I was not happy about at the time. So I think that Carla will be on there as one of the main draws, and Female Kana is a really good unit too, and she hasn't been on a second banner since her release, just like Carla. But I think Ares is going to serve as sort of a pity breaker, not that he's a bad unit at all, but that he's available in the four-star pool, and he might serve to pity break people who really want to go for Carla. So those are my thoughts about this first banner. What do you think about this first banner possibility-wise and heroes that are worth pulling for? Yeah, I'm, I, first of all, I'm interested to seeing uh, when you think some of these other units are going to come out. And so I uh, can't wait to hear that. Uh, for me, I mean, uh, I think the only other unit that we hadn't mentioned yet was Camilla. I, you probably mentioned her already, but um, 
I think those are pretty much all the units that you've mentioned that have Draconic Aura that could be on this uh, banner. And I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, I think if, if there is any other unit that could be, you know, swapped out and, you know, matched differently, uh, I think Alm could be on this banner as well. And Dorcas as well. Uh, and I guess Brave Lynn. I, th- I think that they... Um, those those characters are the ones that would be most appealing, in my opinion, to be pulling for, especially if you're a newer player and haven't had a chance to get Brave Lynn or Dorcas as well. Um, and Alm is really good as well. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I could mix and match uh, the, the sets of units that we've had here, um, but I... I think your reasoning is very logical, and I would go with that. Uh, seeing Carla and Ares, and uh, was it female Kana? You said as well. Yeah, and so I think that personally, I'm I'd be really excited if Alm was on this banner too, and I think he and Carla would be probably the two strongest possible units on this banner. So if they show up on this banner, I would definitely recommend people try to pull for a copy of them. They have uh, strong skills in wind sweep and. Uh, and even Speedwave for Carla, and they're really strong units too. So you really couldn't go wrong with getting them, and any IV can be good for either of them, or if you get a bad IV and you don't want to use them, then futtering them off is not a bad way to go either. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow with that. And let's move on to the next one, which is on the 20th, is the Bound Hero Battle event, but also the banner that usually comes around with it the first time uh, the first time it appears. And this bound hero battle is confirmed to be Micaiah and Soth. Now, funny thing, like, the other day, I uh, had a dream. Um, I was, like, at school or something like that on a bus, you know, going to school. Um, like, was, I was, like, back in high school or something like that. And I was just, like, sitting next to Micaiah and just talking to her. And it was kind of, it was weird. I know I, I woke up and I thought, huh. You know what? If I had to choose a unit that I liked and would that might be able to serve me well as a plus ten merged unit that's five star exclusive, because I haven't really uh, shot for something like that yet. I've only I've only built up a plus ten unit and am building merged units with uh, those uh, characters that are more easily obtained in the three and four star. But if I had to choose right now a five-star character to build up for, it would be Micaiah, just for personal preference. <laughs> and she is pretty useful <laughs> um, in the game as well as a check against, uh, you know, horses, of course, but uh, armor as well. So uh, anyway, just a funny story to throw out. Um, in yes, yeah, so you had a, a dream about her, and then that made you want to plus 10 her? Yeah, like, like I woke up and was like, oh, I'm really excited if once this banner comes out, if I get lucky, you know, I, I have a quite a few orbs saved up. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll feel lucky that day, and we'll drop some orbs to uh, get her up. Because I already have a, I already have a plus one Micaiah right now. So. Oh well, I think IS might have incepted you. I think they've put an idea in your head, and they're they're interfering with your dreams to make you try to pull for, <laughs> for certain heroes. I I had the same thing. I woke up today right at the reset somehow and. And it was like, oh, man, it's time to play Fire Emblem. <laughs> I've done that before, actually, like with a new banner. Um, I was like, OK, I'll just wake up in the morning. I, you know, I even though I'm hyped, I'm just going to sleep through. I always wake up at midnight <laughs> and or, you know, one o'clock or whenever the reset is. And I'm like, well, OK, I might as well summon. And 
it's so weird, but, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not delusional or anything, but, um, anyway, that, that led me to think too. And I want to ask you, Greps, uh, how much orbs does it take on average in your experience to get a five-star focus character, exclusively five-star all the way up to plus 10? So it's a tough question to answer, you know, because we're dealing with probabilities. So it's going to vary every single time and for every single person and just however the RNG treats you. But there's a couple factors that can make it take more orbs or less orbs. So one thing to look for is what kind of a banner is it? You know, a legendary banner is often a lot harder than a standard banner because they're sharing a focus color with other units on that banner. And it's the same for like a new hero's banner if there's two units sharing a, a focus color. I know people downplay how big of a difference that might make on average to pull one copy of a hero. But the thing is, it, it might cost like five or ten more orbs on average for each hero. But that's not, that's like for the average case. And there's going to be some cases where it's going to take a lot longer because of how, you know, probability and standard deviations work. For some people, it's going to be a lot worse. Or even if it just takes 10 more orbs per copy with a shared focus color, then 10 times 11 copies of a unit might be over 100 orbs more. Depends on, you know, on the percentage of the banner and focus color sharing and all of that. But I would say if you're really lucky, you might be able to get a unit in like 500 orbs or so. But in more cases, it's going to take closer to like 800 to 1,000, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. And in really bad luck cases, it might take like 1,500 or 2,000 orbs if you're really having some bad luck. So it really varies from time to time. And you know, a lot of the time it might be easier just to pull like, uh, off focus heroes and then maybe you get a couple copies of a hero and then maybe you decide to go. Cool. Well, thanks for that insight. Um, I think that's really helpful for me and, and just it's uh, good food for thought for those who um, have aspirations to do so. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to the banner itself. Um, we usually get a third character uh, featured on the Bound Hero, hero Battle banner. And, you know, we threw down a couple names here, like Zelgius, Ike, Sanaki as well. Um, I think I think Zelgius would fit just because uh, of the color dis distribution. They're usually only one. Well, I, I can't remember now, but usually with these Bound Hero battles, there's usually just uh, one color per character. And if Zelgius was on it, that would make it a lot more enticing to pull on. And so my, my vote would be for Zelgius featuring on this banner. Do you agree, disagree? So I'm going to disagree. So Zelgius and like standard Ike and Sanaki are all red units, so they could all fulfill the different color. But and although it's usually the case that it is a different color of a unit, recently we had a Hector-bound hero battle with Sarah and Matthew. Mm. And so that was interesting that not only were there two units of the same color, but they were also units that aren't really desirable and they're not five-star exclusive and they're colorless. So that was kind of an interesting from most bound hero battles. So it's hard to predict exactly who it would be. Now, Ike, the standard version of Ike is actually from uh, the Path of Radiance as opposed to Radiant Dawn, but I still think there's a possibility that maybe he would still show up. Uh, I don't think he's quite as likely, though, because his like main summonable version is from a different game. And they do tend to be pretty strict about Bound Hero Battles being characters and like specific like epithets and everything from the game itself. So I don't think it would be Ike. Zelgius, I don't 
the only thing that's really a strike against him being on this banner is that it would be exactly the same as the banner that Micaiah, Soth, and Zelgius all came out on. So we've never had a new hero mm. banner completely be rerun before with the same exact units. And so I think that's a likely possibility, but I'm going to just go with Sanaki as my third unit. Um, she does have a connection with Micaiah and Soth in their games. Uh, I mean, all the units here do. But um, I, that's who I'm going to go with just as my guess as the third unit on here. Maybe it'll, but it would be a little strange if they reran a banner completely. Right. It'd be cool, but it would be, definitely be weird. So good thought there. And you're probably right. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I have no idea. I don't have any, any inside information or anything. So just <laughs> my own analysis and maybe I'll be right and maybe you'll be right. And maybe neither of us will be right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so, what happens, but. So yeah, so the good thing is that we know two of the heroes for sure on that Bound Hero battle banner. The Makai and Soth will definitely be on there. We'll just see who the third unit is. So let's go to the next banner that we have. And this is the new hero banner on August the 21st. And so, you know, I don't want to spend too much time speculating on who new heroes or special heroes are going to be in advance because quite frankly, it is uh, something that We've done a lot and other people on Reddit do a lot. And it's very often just ends in people kind of just like wasting their time on speculating things that never even come true. So unlike speculating some like at least when we have a game or a skill we can. But when we just get new heroes, it's hard to even right. say what that might be. And there's so many games to choose from and so many heroes to choose from that it's hard for us to get the right thing. So. Anyway, I, I think, you know, one possibility, this is all I'll throw out about speculation, is that maybe it'll be an FE6 banner. We haven't had one of those, and um, I don't know. I, I think that, that maybe we'll see that, and a lot of people, I think, are hoping to see that, too. But aside from just complete speculation, just one thing that I wanted to address about this banner, and a lot of people have pointed out that this banner goes for about three weeks, and I think that the length of the banner has really caught people's attention. And as with a lot of things over the summer, people start wondering, does that have something to do with Choose Your Legends? Is that why something is slightly different than normal? And I'm going to say that I don't think it has anything to do with Choose Your Legends. Uh, one, so there's one thing that I think is important to consider about why this banner goes a little bit longer, and it has to do with the arena bonus units. So we just began a new set of arena bonus units a few days ago, or I guess yesterday at the time of this recording. And based on when these new heroes will be featured as arena, arena bonus units, they won't be featured until the last few days of August. And then if they go two weeks, like pretty much all new units do as bonus heroes in the arena, then they will still be bonus units until August, I believe it's the 10th. And so what that means is I, I don't think intelligent systems would want to have new heroes as bonus heroes while they're not on a banner anymore. They wouldn't want people a few days when they're arena bonus units. So I think that's one reason that this banner goes for a few extra days. Now, it's not the only reason because the banner still continues to go a few days later. So maybe it has something to do with a grand hero battle that's kind of like in the middle, like early middle of September. Maybe it has something to do with voting gauntlet heroes. And these heroes happen to be in the voting gauntlet. They want them around for that. 
Uh, I don't think it has to do with Choose Your Legends, though. So anyway, those are some of my thoughts about why this banner in particular looks different than a lot of the rest of them. And if it is CYL Heroes, we should find that out really soon. <laughs> we should, yeah. It'll be exciting to see if it is a Blazing Blade banner. It has been a while since we've, uh, or sorry, Binding Blade. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen that uh, in the game. The only one that I would throw out, just as a speculation and just as a hope as well, I think it'd be cool to see some more characters from Path of Radiance or Radiant Dawn. Um, probably not because of the last banner that we just got with Alencia and Micaiah, but, you know, one could dream. But um, I, I think that uh, one thing that I do want to point out as well, um, I think you might have mentioned this before when you're analyzing a character, or it might have been mentioned uh, somewhere else as well, but there seems to be some sometimes a pattern where the you know the middle of the month has a new banner uh, leading up into the legendary banner as well and the game that is focused in the banner the new heroes banner is the game that the new legendary hero is from for example the Ulyssian travelers we've had lucina uh, i remember the wings of fate yeah wings of fate banner came out and then rioma came out and scattered fangs hector you know so it's I don't know if that's uh, on just a coincidence or, you know, there, there might be some uh, exceptions to this rule as well. But I think it'll be interesting to think about uh, if we do see uh, FE6 come out as the banner, then hopefully uh, Roy would be like a, a prediction for the legendary hero as well. But all depends on the banner. And of course, uh, IS can do whatever they want. So I just want to throw that out there and Ah, yeah, very interesting. We'll have to see. I, I've noticed that pattern too, and I've also noticed people getting very upset sometimes when you mention that pattern because it isn't a perfect predictor of all of the legendary units, and people don't like when patterns are only right some of the time and not other parts of the time. So I think that is a possibility, right. and we can speculate maybe a little bit more about that in a future episode where uh, maybe we'll talk about some legendary hero predictions for the end of the month. Yeah. So yeah, let's move on to the next banner, which is coming out on the 26th, and it's another skills banner. It's Heroes with Healing Skills. So Healing Skills is very broad. I think that they could include a lot of different types of units here. Uh, we've made a list of all the units that it could possibly be, uh, potentially, um, based on the skill that they come with. And for example, like uh, units that have Renewal, like La Rochelle, the um, newest Olwyn as well, the Green Tome Olwyn, Libra, Bowie Faye, Lissa, uh, and Jacob, you know, all come with Renewal. You can also count Aether as well and include all the Falchion users there, like, or, or Ike, you know, Lucina, Exalted Krom, Ike Krom, Brave Lucina, and Brave Ike. Um, you can also throw out Noontime and Soul. You've got Ogma, Laszlo, Shigure, Libra, Raven, and Faye, the archer, as well as just healers in general. You know, there are a lot of good healers that have come out recently in the form of Maribel, and we've had some banners featuring Elise, and Jenny's been on a bunch of uh, banners. We haven't seen Riss yet, and I think that it is time for Riss to come out on his own banner. <laughs> but um, Imagine all the memes. There's going to be so many memes when he comes out. Right? Can you imagine him as a legendary hero? I think that's amazing. Oh gosh, no, <laughs> I can't. I don't think we will see that. <laughs> right. Anywho, Only in memes. Right. <laughs> One can dream. But um, 
just looking at these units, uh, at this list of units here, uh, and just thinking about what IS could do potentially to bait out some orbs, um, I could easily see the new Olwyn uh, coming out as a part of that banner. In addition to Lucina, it's been a while since we've had just the original Lucina, so it, I think that'd be an interesting addition to that list. And maybe to, you know, kind of round it out, maybe Shigure. Um, wow. I, I know he. Those are the same predictions that I had for this. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, and of course, uh, I mean, I would lean more towards those skills since it is a skill banner rather than just healers in general. Of course, IS could do anything um, uh, that they want to as far as who they, you know, throw out on the banner. But yeah, I think those would be interesting. Uh, it'd be interesting to see Faye the Archer as well um, as a fourth um, substitute option since we haven't seen her um, featured recently. But um, yeah, uh, I guess I guess we're thinking along the same lines. Do you have anything else to add there? Yeah, so there's so many different things that can count as healing skills, as you mentioned. There's different skills. There's so many different colored units. There's you know, a few five-star exclusive units, especially with Aether, uh, and not as much on some of the other skills. But I do agree with all of your predictions there. Um, I think Olwyn, the Green Tome Olwyn, is a really good unit. Or, or She's probably the strongest green cavalry mage. There's not a ton of options there in that class, but she is a strong unit. Um, any of the other renewal users wouldn't be all that exciting if they were the, the focus unit, I think because I think all the rest of them are available at three and four stars, or at least at four stars. The Any of the Aether users could be kind of exciting, because I think, uh, except for Chrom, all of the other ones are five-star exclusive, so any of them could be pretty good units. And a lot of the Noontime and Soul users aren't that exciting, except for Faye, I would say. She's a, a good unit, at least for foddering Fire Sweep off to other units. And you're right, we haven't seen her for quite a while. And I think... You know, I think they called it healing skills, and it's not just like because they were trying to be vague, but I think that they were they were calling it that because they were uh, taking different heroes who have different types of healing skills and trying to make that a banner. So I think that's why we got such a vague title. It could also just be that sometimes they don't do really well with translation stuff, but I actually, uh, somebody on Reddit helped and said that in Japanese, it's pretty much the same title, so no extra hints there about it's not like Heroes with Aether or something like that in uh, uh, in Japanese. So anyway, just wanted to add that to to your analysis there. And, it, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll just get a bunch of healers on this banner and yeah. <laughs> it won't be healing skills, but it's like like healing weapons or like staffs, staves. <laughs> so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. What, this is the banner that I used to predict, aside from like new hero banners. This is the one that I think is hardest to predict in, in all of these banners. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully we are both right. So uh, in addition to that banner, uh, two days after that banner is released, we get the Legendary Hero banner. Uh, since that one's a little bit of a bigger um, topic, I think we'll talk about that as soon as we get closer to it, and so we'll, we'll leave that speculation for a future episode. And then um, uh, later on, we do get the voting gauntlet. Uh, I think we mentioned that before, and we'll, we'll talk about the events as a recap later on as well. But I know that you have some speculation as far as what to expect for a banner or banners uh, for this episode, Grep. So I'll turn it over to you to talk about the voting gauntlet. 
Yeah, so I know people talk about patterns in in Fire Emblem quite a bit, uh, you know, where creatures of habit and intelligence systems sometimes indulges in our, our pattern-searching behavior. And, you know, seeing this voting gauntlet on this roadmap in particular stood out to me because it's just a few days before a new hero banner, as opposed to just being a few days after one. A lot of the times we get a voting gauntlet just after a new or seasonal hero banner, and the voting gauntlet has something to do with the newest heroes in the game. But I think that this voting gauntlet is going to be different. And I think that this uh, September 1st voting gauntlet is going to be the top four here, uh, men in Choose Your Legends 2 and the top four women in Choose Your Legends 2. So the top four men, obviously we have Ephraim and Hector. Uh, but to add to that list in third and fourth place, we had Marth and Alm, who would also join them potentially in this voting gauntlet. Then on the women side of thing, things, we have Selica. Erica and Camilla would be sure things if this is the route that they go. As for the fourth hero, that would be Veronica. And I guess she's really like second in the voting. But the, the final hero to join these other three women on this banner would be Veronica if, if they went just by the books. But we don't have her in the game yet. And it's not really confirmed if we're going to get a copy of her before this voting gauntlet begins. So it's possible that we would get her in the game before this happens. It's also possible that maybe they would just go with a fifth place uh, person or the fourth place person that's in the game. And that would be Azura, the, the blue version of Azura that's in the game. Uh, so I think that these would be some interesting banners with some really strong heroes in the game. And this prediction isn't just out of left field, but this is what they did last year, just a few days before Choose Your Legends came out. They did this same style of uh, voting gauntlet. And it wasn't with the Choose Your Legends heroes themselves. It was with their original versions of those heroes, as well as the third and fourth place, uh, like runners up in the uh, Choose Your Legends. So. This is why I didn't say Alm is going to be on the Draconic Aura ba uh, banner tomorrow, because I think Alm would show up in this banner. Unfortunately, if, he, if this is what they do, he's going to show up with Marth as a pity breaker again. And I think a lot of people would be kind of disappointed about that. But Ephraim getting his own focus color would be really nice. Hector getting his own focus color would be really nice. Uh, and then on the women's side of things, Celica and Erica could share a color focus, which could be disappointing to people who want to get copies of Celica without getting pity broken. And Camilla, just like last year, could end up as her own focus color, assuming Veronica doesn't enter the game. Uh, probably wouldn't be that popular of a hero to pull for since she's available at three and four stars. And Azura, probably also not that popular of a hero if she's the fourth. But Veronica, if she shows up with Camilla's uh, sharing a focus, that could be pretty controversial, controversial if that's her first time on a banner. So that is the thing that I think is going to happen for the voting gauntlet. You know, other possibilities might be something involving the new hero banner that's coming out August 21st. Maybe it'll be some remnants from that. Uh, it could be something totally unrelated to either of these things. And some people might speculate, oh, maybe it's like Choose Your Legends 1 against Choose Your Legends 2. That would only be possible if Choose Your Legends 2 is the heroes coming out on August 21st, since... Uh, if Choose Your Legends isn't them, then we won't have those heroes in the game yet at the time of this voting gauntlet. So anything else to add to that or anything that you'd like to see as a voting gauntlet or predictions for the voting gauntlet, Phil? 
Sure. I, I don't have too much to add. I think you've got some really good ideas there. Uh, the only thing I could think of, too, that might coincide with the Voting Gauntlet is the the Festivals of Hoshido banner. And potentially we could see the Performing Arts banner kind of going head-to-head against the banner that we just received. I mean, it is at the tail end of the Hoshiden Festival banner, so it might not be as likely. And I, I know that you might think that there might be a Performing Arts rerun later on, but... Um, uh, yeah, that's the only other thought that I might have as far as speculation is concerned, but can't wait to see, and uh, yeah, we'll find out what we get for Voting Gauntlet, so. Oh, well, that was my nightmare scenario, Phil. I told you yesterday on, on the, <laughs> when we were recording, or a couple days ago when we were recording about the Hashidan dancers, that that was my nightmare scenario right. and all dancer Voting Gauntlet. I hope that's not the case, but it is certainly <laughs> a possibility. <laughs> just just bringing that nightmare back, you know, that's that's what I do best, but. Uh, in addition to that, too, I, I think that um, you have in the notes here as well, talking about Choose Your Legends, let's let's talk about that for a little bit. And so many people have said and speculated that the New Heroes Summoning event on the 7th of September could be Choose Your Legends. Do you think that's the case? Uh, yeah, I, I do think it's the case. It's the Choose Your Legends one was September 1st, I think, or like August 31st last year. Um, the timing is right for it. it. It gives them enough, it probably gave them enough time to create these heroes. Um, it, it, everything makes sense about it. There, there's nothing that says that we have to have it then, but I, I think that is what we're going to get on September the 7th. What do you think? I think so too. I, you know, I, I think it's about time and, um, it makes sense just based on how they were released last year, just like you said. So I don't see anything wrong with having them coming out on the 7th. And so, um, in addition to that, uh, there could also be a Choose Your Legends 1 rerun banner, um, maybe about a couple days, maybe four days or so before uh, the new banner comes out. Uh, it, it could be in relation as well to what you were saying about the voting gauntlet. And so, well, actually, never mind, because they would have to... You never know. Yeah, it, it could. You never know. Maybe it'll be like the maybe it'll be like Choose Your Legends heroes against their original copies of the heroes in the game. And that's a possibility, too. Yeah, that's a good thought. So so but you know, I think that I, I think that Intelligent Systems is going to want to put the Choose Your Legends heroes out there one more time on a banner like they've rerun most banners in the game. This is really the last time that I think the Choose Your Legends 1 heroes are going to be in any sort of demand is before Choose Your Legends 2 heroes come out and probably shock us and, and seem more desirable. So uh, I'm yeah. not saying they're not going to be relevant anymore. I'm just saying that they lose a little bit of luster after the second set of Choose Your Legends heroes come out, as is my guess. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. And there probably be one last great hurrah for these heroes before they just end up in the summoning pool and hopefully, you know, just kind of randomly get pity broken with them. But, um, but yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's when we will see choose your legends Two come out. Uh, and that'll be great. And as that gets closer, hopefully there's a Faye channel for it as well. We could talk about it, talk about the units and, uh, just get hyped for that. Uh, and then a couple days after that, or before that one day before that, actually on the sixth, backtracking to heroes with fury part two uh we were reminded recently with the daily banners that we have we we already had a fury banner come out in the form of hinata jagan and bartray and so looking at some of the other units that do come with fury natively 
we do have Mur, we have Exalted Krom, and Eldigan as well. And so if they're just going with some different units, and of course these units are a little bit more desirable than the original Fury Banner units, I would think that they would, uh, all three of these uh, units, Eldigan, Exalted Krom, and Mur would be featured on this banner. Do you do you think that's would be the case? Yep, I totally agree with you there. It's going to be a little bit unfortunate for people who want either Eldigan or Exalted Krom because you might get pity broken there. But uh, Hinata, Jagan, and Bartrite are really not heroes that I think people are all that interested in pulling at five stars. Uh, it's, it would be a shame to sacrifice Fury itself on one of those heroes at five stars when you could just get a Hinata at four stars or three stars and promote him up to four stars. So... So yeah, I, right. I think uh, no arguments from the, me there on that banner, and I think Murr would be a very strong hero to pull for on that uh, hypothetical banner. In only a three-unit banner, she's going to have a pretty good chance. Green is usually the most friendly color to pull on anyway, and Murr's a very good hero. So if you haven't gotten her yet, uh, it might be worth pulling for her, but you know we expect Choose Your Legends will have already been announced by then, so you'll probably know what's coming the next day whether it's choose your legends or something else by the time that banner drops exactly so that is something to look forward to at the very least for a free summon but if uh some of these other units that we really like are included then that'll be fun as well yeah and then there's one more banner and you've you've uh, alluded to it that i think is a possibility and it wasn't on the schedule but it is a performing arts banner rerun that I think that it's really likely that we'll see the four performing arts units come out again. And it's just unclear if that's going to happen in August, in September, or maybe even in October. So we'll have to see when that happens. Um, but I think it will happen at some point. And, you know, Intelligent Systems doesn't release every single banner uh, on these calendars, on these roadmaps. So just because some of these things weren't on there doesn't mean that they can't be something that happens. Like voting gauntlet banners are pretty much never on the roadmaps. Um, I wouldn't expect uh, the Performing Arts rerun or a Choose Your Legends 1 rerun. Reruns don't seem to be on the calendar either. So just wanted to throw that out there just in case people are looking at their roadmaps and wondering why that's not on there. So... Just something to point out there. Any other thoughts about upcoming banners? Or uh, would you like to move on to talking about some of the events that are coming up on the roadmap? Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add. So let's move on and just quickly recap uh, the events and quests that are upcoming. Um, I'll go ahead and start with the events. And we've pretty much talked about all of these. But just so we get some dates out there for you guys. Um, Micaiah and Southbound Hero Battle. It's coming out on the 20th of August, uh, then Forging Bonds on the 24th of August. So it's a few days after the banner comes out, and so we'll you know know if uh, those newer units are going to be on the Forging Bonds again. It's probably going to be the case. Um, who knows? We might get another get another Forging Bonds event when the new heroes from night uh, from September 7th come out as well. Potentially the Choose Your Legends yeah. units. So yeah, and some people have said like, well, maybe. Maybe we're not getting forging bonds for that because it's not on the calendar, but the calendar seems to end on September the 10th or September. Yeah, it ends on, well, it might end even a couple of days later. I, I'm not exactly sure where it ends, maybe the 7th. But uh, the point is that I think if we do get a forging bonds, it's probably happening after the night, like a few days after the calendar ends. And that's why it doesn't show up there. So I wouldn't use the lack of a forging bonds to prove or disprove the fact that 
uh, the September 7th heroes might be Choose Your Legends. Right. So, yeah. So um, who knows? And we might get another Forging Bonds event. It seems like they do it every, you know, two weeks, every half month, uh, whenever new units are released. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that was around as well. Uh, Just to round things off as well, we do get the uh, Blessed Gardens Grounds, or a.k.a. Assault, uh, Garden Assault uh, version. (laughs) Uh, That begins on the 26th of August, and so look forward to that. We do get a Legendary Hero banner. In in, uh, addition to the Legendary Hero banner, we get the battle, of course, and that's on the 28th. We do get another uh, Grand Conquest on the 29th. A grand hero battle, a couple couple days after the new hero banner comes out, uh, pretty much at the tail end there. Uh, but yeah, so we, we we do see that coming out soon, and so we'll see who that might be. Maybe we'll get a glimpse of what they are in the new heroes, or it could be someone completely different. Um, and then, like we've mentioned, the voting gauntlet comes out on the fifth of September. So those are the events. Um, do you have anything else to add to those events before you get into quests, Grebs? Uh, well, they they don't put on some things that like occur on a recurring basis in the game. So they don't put on things like new Blessed Gardens maps or uh, Rival Domains maps and the uh, tactics drills also. So those are set days of the week now. So just wanted to point out that there's a lot of things going on in the game, actually. They've, they've kept the schedule quite busy with different events. So that's good, I think. And... The last thing we'll touch on is just some of the quests. Uh, I won't go into too much detail on this because I think, you know, you regulars out there probably already can tell me what most of the quests are for a lot of the game modes. But, you know, we have the Tempest Trial quest going on right now, the usual quests for that. We have uh, Weapon Workout quests coming up in just a couple of days on August the 17th. And based on the last run of that, I would expect some orbs, stamina potions, and arena medals, maybe a couple of other like shards or things like that. Uh, But I don't think we got any coins or stones the last time around for those, which I was disappointed about. Uh, We have, uh, let's see, so on August the 29th, we have Grand Conquests. And so we'll get a couple orbs, and I think it's feathers and crystals that we get for playing. Uh, additional times in Grand Conquests. Uh, We have a new set of quests. I don't think we've had this. Well, maybe we've had this once before. I don't quite remember. It's been a while if we've had it before, but they call it Order of Heroes Quests on August the 31st. So I imagine that's going to be giving out some rewards for getting KOs with Alphonse, Sharina, Anna, and possibly Fjorm as well if they add her into that. And then the last set of that I think is predictable based on the schedule is some voting gauntlet quests. And those are some of my favorite quests. And those will begin on September the 5th. I like that we get uh, quite a few and sacred coins from that. So I think the rewards from voting gauntlet are really nice. So those are all of the things that I think are going on in the upcoming schedule. Uh, Of course, that's excluding things like the login bonuses and all those things. But there's nothing suspicious this month to talk about with login bonuses. So... um, There's nothing too much to go into there, but I think that pretty much wraps up everything that I think is worthwhile going into on the calendar, and I'm excited for a lot of content to be coming back around to us. Uh, I, I would look forward to if we had more quests in the game. I know there's a lot of like dots when you go to quests, but I think it is it would be kind of fun if we had a, a little bit more of that other than just the usual things in the game. But everything, I'm looking forward to the next month of Fire Emblem Heroes. 
Me too. And yeah, so I think that we've comprehensively talked about this map a lot and we've gone over each banner. I had a note here to kind of talk about some summoning strategies, but I think we've kind of covered that as we went through each banner. And of course, it's all speculation uh, for the most part. And so uh, we'll probably get into a little bit more of a strategy uh, uh, when we get to those banners and when they do come out and confirm some of the units that we've talked about. But yeah, I, um, I think we've pretty much covered everything on the roadmap. And I think this has been a really good and fun episode. So uh, before we sign out, Greps, do you have anything else to add before we take off? I don't think so. I think uh, think we've said it all today. Awesome. So thank you guys for listening out there. And uh, if you would like to reach us, feel free to do so by posting at our subreddit, which is r slash theology. If you want to email us individually, you can email us at uh, theology at gmail.com for me. Or for Grepstein, it is at grepsteinfeh at gmail.com. And if you do grow tired of, you know, getting all of your allies supported and even your summoner support, you can take it to the next level and uh, listener and do listener support, which is offered through Anchor. If you want to contribute and support this podcast, feel free to click in the link in the show notes and you'll be directed to Anchor and you'll be able to Uh, support us on a monthly basis and so it's a lot like patreon and so if that's your cup of tea then feel free to do so on that note thank you for listening once again and we hope that you schedule an appointment with your theologist soon take care